0: From the traditional and unceded territory of the Clay Claytonet First Nation and the heart of Northern BC, welcome to the CNC podcast, 50 years, 100,000 alumni. At CNC, we're learning together, changing lives and creating futures. Welcome to the CNC podcast. I'm Mark Cargillito. One of the big things we try to foster at CNC is connection. And that's really important when it comes to trades and technology. We have apprentices who will start in foundations programs, in the college's trades and technology programs. They will move on to business, learn, perfect their skill, come back for constant instruction, and then get their red seal and are certified as tradespeople. Now that connection frankly goes both ways. We are privileged to have many instructors who are active in the business community and come back sharing their skills with the people who are going to become their peers eventually. And one of those instructors is Tannis Trottier. She is a red seal welder. She is active in the community, and we're privileged to have her uh, both as an instructor within the program and here on the CNC podcast. Annis, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, tell me about welding. Why did you become a welder?
1: Well, funny story. Um, actually, I was a correction officer at the time, and I was tired of being on a call board, and so I was complaining to my father, and he said, well, I've always wanted you to take a trade, so you're going to go take a trade. Okay, cool. Which one do I take? So I did some research, and I said, you know what? Welding looks good. Dad said, let's do it. Never looked back.
0: Now, your dad is a tradesperson, though, too, yes, right? correct, yeah. And, and what's his trade?
1: He's a welder, a heavy duty mechanic, and crane operator.
0: So did he give you any tips along the way when it comes to welding? Or did None you... that I can repeat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was very supportive in his own way.
0: Now, how did being a corrections officer uh, impact uh, welding, or is there any connection at all?
1: Uh, interesting, welding-wise, maybe not as much as instruction-wise. Oh, I'm, do tell. I'm pretty structured, yeah, and I like to use the triple threat analogy. I'm fun, fair, and firm. I let my students know that right off the bat, and they learn the fare and the firm hand in hand. So it it lends itself nicely to instruction, actually.
0: Well, that sounds great. Especially with CTC. (laughs) (laughs) Now, CTC, those are high school students in that who are getting uh, credit. Can you tell me more about that?
1: It's a wonderful program that is amazing. I wish it was around when I was doing high school. I definitely would have been in trades earlier, I think. Um, It's an opportunity for grade 11, grade 12. They can graduate uh, with the trade. They come here for their last year of education. Um, so they get out at 17 18 years old as sometimes a first year or second year depending on the program and they're a jump ahead of everybody else going into the trade and industry
0: and then how does that work out in terms of um, of of students from that side interacting with students who maybe completed high school and came back to it a little later for perhaps like yourself.
1: It's pretty neat, actually, that um, interaction in the shop floor. It's neat to see, you know, the CTC student you had five years ago who now is coming back as a, you know, to take their journey person ticket and they see the younger person that they were and this neat to see the mentorship, they lead, show, example, give demonstrations on equipment. It's, it's a pretty neat uh, tool,
0: actually, teaching tool for us. And oh, that's great. Why welding? What ultimately attracted you to it? And why do you recommend that people go into it?
1: Welding is one of those really neat um, diversified trades, in my opinion. There's so many assets to it and facets, sorry, um, where if you like structure and you just want to be told what to do and you just go in and you do the same thing and you're really good with routine, perfect. We got a job for you. It's also if you want to be challenged and you want to invent things, create things, we got a job for you. Uh, If you want to travel, we got a job for you. Um, welding is a really cool trade in that if you have a need for accomplishment or completion of tasks, um, a high um, uh, need for uh, success, it's one of those trades that it's constant. Every day you see what you completed, you, you, know, you, you take pride in every single day when you go to work.
0: What kind of a person are you then as a welder? You mentioned that uh, the, the structured side, and you spoke about that mm-hmm. earlier in your career, uh, but also the creative side. Where do you think that you land?
1: The anal retentive side. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really have a high need for completion and success. Um, I was a pretty competitive athlete for a lot of my younger life, so it kind of lends itself nicely to my trade. I compete with myself. I compete with other welders. Uh, When you're out pressure welding, it's always neat to see how many inches you can burn a day compared to somebody else. That need for competition, it's fed regularly.
0: So with that diversity in it, what do you think makes a good welder?
1: Um, High attention to detail. Um, Hand eye control. You know. Pretty good hand-eye, dexterity, um, punctuality. I, can, I, I couldn't preach that enough. If you could show up on time regularly, that's a really great skill nowadays in general for trades, I think. Um, and the ability to adapt in a changing environment uh, definitely lends itself nicely to the trade.
0: How do you think that the trade has changed in your time in it?
1: Massively on the safety-wise. Yeah, how Massively. so? Massively. I mean, when I started... I would be one of maybe three people on a job site that would wear a respirator. Now, you'd be lucky to see one or two people not wearing a respirator, which I think is amazing. Um, And then the ability to feel comfortable as a female on the job site has definitely grown exponentially as well. Mm
0: -hmm. What about the complexity of the work or even technology or that sort of thing? Or has that stayed fairly consistent?
1: I would say fairly consistent. I mean, they're always developing uh, plasma tables and new technology for cutting Um, that side has definitely grown a lot, but as far as hands-on welding, you know, the the power sources have definitely grown a little bit computer wise, which in my opinion, isn't the greatest because they're also harder to fix really. But as a general rule for, you know, everyday welding, it's, it's pretty, pretty similar to when I started.
0: Can you talk about your work in the economy? Because you're an instructor here, Mm -hmm. but I also understand that you're working out in the community. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do those tie, what are you doing in the community and how do those tie together? Do you find
1: It's amazing to be able to work in the community and instruct here because it lends itself nicely to when my students are completing and they're looking for job opportunities, I happen to know some people that are looking for people. That end, I'm also in contact with a lot of people who, you know, as industry, you know, people are looking for qualified people. They're calling me regularly to see, you know, do you have anybody coming out in the next month? You know, what level they're looking for? Do You guys have any opening in classes in the next six months? We're looking like we're going to be slow. So that open communication and dialogue with industry is amazing. Um... I work at a manufacturing company in town building heavy equipment and we've just hired an apprentice from last month from the college. So it's really nice. And half of my class that's finishing up here at the end of the month, they already have jobs. They've had them for about a month. They're just waiting to go out and work.
0: How do you find that uh, a, an apprentice changes over time when they say first go into the workplace and you might encounter them there and then over time as they're getting closer to having that, their, uh, their journey person designation?
1: As a general rule, maturity Um, and just an awareness that maybe they didn't know as much as they thought they did when they first started. And as they get older and mature, they really do develop and hone those skills. And as they do, they become a lot more humble generally. And it's really neat when they come back, like you brought up earlier, to watch them interact with that younger person who maybe is a little bit more on the I know it all side and just to watch that mentorship of that is it's pretty neat.
0: What do you recommend to young people when they might be thinking about a trade, whether it's welding or something else altogether? What, what? what would...
1: 100% come in. They have this wonderful, wonderful um, opportunity here at the college. You can take a trade for a day. Come in, talk to recruiting. Come try them out. Try them all out. Um, the only way you know is if you come in and experience it. To read it, it's way different than experiencing it.
0: Now, I understand that you also have welding simulators, though. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about those?
1: Those are kind of a neat thing for younger people who, you know, you're worried about the safety aspect, you know, don't want it to be too loud or too hot or burning or anything like that. It's, in my opinion, a little bit like a video game. Uh, You can learn how to weld via a computer screen and you have a handheld uh, controller and you're just running uh, artificial beads via a computer screen. It's, It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah. Now, you're a woman in a trade that my understanding is typically more than 90% men. -hmm. Uh, My question is, how have you found it working in that kind of environment? And also, what would you recommend to young women who might be considering welding?
1: I have had an amazing career and worked with amazing, amazing men and women. I have definitely noticed an increase in female representation in the trade, for sure, in the last five years plus. Um, what I would recommend is keep an open mind and, uh, be the change you want to see. It's easy to sit back sometimes and point a finger, whereas sometimes you need to mentor someone who hasn't been, you know, around a lot of female and trades sharing with them nine times out of 10 changes their opinion and their mindset quite drastically.
0: What do you like about being an instructor?
1: Oh, what don't I like? It's easier. That's a smaller list. Uh, being an instructor, you know, I often joke with, um, my boss, that you have to pull me out of here kicking and screaming. It's just an amazing environment. Uh, it's very supportive. Um, to be able to teach something you have a great passion and love to a younger person and see the light bulbs go off, there's there's just no words to explain it. It's amazing.
0: And in terms of choosing a trades or a technology career, um, what's the best part of doing that, do you think?
1: Mm, you know what? It's pretty amazing to be able to – trades people definitely – aren't low on the totem pole of what we make. Uh, it's pretty neat to be able to make that kind of money and see the world, travel the world. I've been all over from China to Australia to been all over um, and was paid and working. And, you know, it's it's one of those unique things that you not every job has that ability.
0: You know, you piqued my curiosity there. Tell me about China. What were you doing there? And uh I was doing
1: quality control inspection, actually. I was running a company uh, out of Calgary, and we were ordering uh, equipment out of China. So I had to go and inspect in Shanghai their uh, shops and make sure they were up to our code and our standards to be able to then put a Canadian sticker on it when it came through inspection. Um, what was it like? Uh, it was busy. It was very, very busy. I wasn't quite used to that. And the time change and the jet lag, I was only there for seven days so it felt like 20 by the time I got home, um, but fun, super cool. I was younger, so it was, it was a really cool experience.
0: Well, that sounds terrific, especially yep. uh, that the career can be local or it can be global. And, as big as you want. Yeah, that's great. Tannis, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. For more about CNC's programs, visit our website, cnc.bc.ca. Thank you to Taryn Johnson and Dustin Ruth for producing the CNC podcast. We welcome your comments and ideas for episodes. Please contact us at communications at cnc.bc.ca. Thanks for listening to the CNC podcast and have a great day.